So it is that time of year that the late, great WGN radio host Chicago Ed Eddie Schwartz and Chicago ghost hunter the late Richard Crow used to discuss the most notorious Chicago ghost stories in the wee hours of the night leading up to Halloween and Halloween night itself. Steve and Johnny continued that tradition with Richard Crow as well. So the father of a very good friend of mine taped some of these vintage interviews on Reel to Reel, and we were able to convert them to a digital file to present one of them to you. It's an interview from 1982 sharing the ghostly stories of the Willowbrook Ballroom, Archer Avenue, and Resurrection Mary. So from the WGN Radio Archives, here's a late legendary Eddie Schwartz and the late ghost hunter Richard Crow. The first time that we ever got together on the radio, this is one of the things we talked about. We've talked about it every time since. I doubt there's a person you ever run into who knows what you do who doesn't want to hear this famous story. This one has put Chicago on the ghostly map, hasn't it? It certainly has. And of all the stories told about Chicago, the one that instantly grabs the attention of people, no matter where they're from in the United States, no matter where they're from in the world, they all want to hear about Resurrection Mary. Of course, hitchhiking ghosts as a, uh, a genre, if you will, are well known around the world. There are hitchhiking ghosts in just about every uh, every country in the, on the face of the globe. Uh, but when it comes to the Chicago area, the most famous hitchhiking ghost, and one that is so often encountered, is that of Resurrection Mary. What does the hitchhiking represent, if you've been able to pin that down? What does the hitchhiking represent? Well, I have found uh, <clears throat> certain trends, certain common denominators in many ghost stories. And uh, the idea of motion plays mm. in so many. So we have rocking chair ghosts, the rocking motion back and forth, and the just driving along the highway, driving along the roadway, just sets up a certain mood and a certain atmosphere. Perhaps that's something to do with it, too. Uh, it just seems to fit so very, very, very well and come together so very, very well that uh, the hitchhiking ghost uh, common around the country and here in Chicago is so very, very well known along Archer primarily, either into the city or out of the city, uh, one way or the other, passing by Resurrection Cemetery in Justice, Illinois, 7400 South Archer. What is the um, the date we're talking about? This story goes back how many years? Now we can uh, trace uh, stories back. I've interviewed people uh, as far back uh, who've had their experiences uh, back as far as 1939. Mm. And one gentleman who appeared on That's Incredible, uh, Southwest Side Man, uh, told me how he had his personal incident at Liberty Grove and Hall, 47th and Mozart. Uh, this was a little hall that was active in the pre-World War II days. It has since been torn down. There's just housing there. He met the young girl at the dance, danced with her over and over again. Later that evening, since she didn't seem to know anybody else in the place, and uh, he was uh, having such a grand time with her, he asked her, well, do you need a ride home? And she readily accepted. But they they got in the car and they started down Archer in the towards the area of Justice, Illinois. When they got near the cemetery gates, she said, please pull the car to the side of the road. He did. She said, I must cross the road at this point. You cannot follow me. She suddenly jumped from the car and ran towards those gates and then disappeared before she got to them. And it's then this man realized that he had just had a most unusual experience. <clears throat> and the girl, of course, 
was none other than Resurrection Mary, the famous ghost. So this young lady named Mary, blonde, in a white dress, has been encountered like that uh, a number of times over the years, or just seen walking along the road, seen walking across the road from the cemetery, or along the cemetery fence, or in and out through the gates. And as you know, Ed, I'm sure you know that area quite well, uh, particularly on a if it's a full moon night or very uh, a bright night, as many of the ins instances are of the encounters of Resurrection Mary. If you know the area, you know there's nowhere to hide. A blonde in a white dress is highly visible. Where is she going to go? Hmm. And one good thing about Southsiders these days, or just people in general that are traveling by the Resurrection Cemetery area, nobody takes it passively anymore. Nobody drives by sees something that looks like Resurrection Mary and keeps going. I would venture to say that 99 uh, people out of 100 are going to slam on the brakes immediately and jump out and uh, check it out for themselves or make a U-turn or make some attempt to uh, get right back to the spot to grab that girl, find out just what's going on. It's certainly not a prankster dressing up. That is certainly not the case in these stories. And in the few seconds it takes to stop the car, turn around, come back, the girl is gone. She disappears. The question, of course, is who who was she? I can't say who is she, but who was she? Right, and who, why who was she, she? And why does she prowl uh, uh, Arthur and Justice in the cemetery and come and go? Why does she not rest? That's a very hotly debated topic, and you can get into all kinds of arguments in local uh, uh, halls or uh, bars uh, down along Archer. Mm -hmm. And there are a few mm -hmm. schools of thought about that. And there are, in fact, a few candidates for the title of Resurrection Mary. Uh, Resurrection, as we mentioned earlier, is the largest cemetery in North America, according to many. There are tens of thousands of graves out there. Tens, that's tens of thousands of possibilities. Hmm. In a Polish-American cemetery, there's a lot of blonde, blue-eyed young ladies buried there. I'm sure many of whom, when they left this world, if they left this world in a young age, didn't really care to leave it. And if they did have the choice in the matter, and if they could come back, they would come back. So there's there's many possibilities, and I am fairly sure there's there's got to be more than one ghost involved, and this is based on interviewing people who were told by the ghost when she was around what her name was, where she lived. There's at least two girls coming back as ghosts. There's quite possibly three, and my list of candidates is uh, hmm. uh, it runs more than half a dozen. And it depends on who you talk to, and depends on uh, other factors as to uh, uh, various minor points and how the appearance takes place, how the ghost uh, acts, the uh, the M.O. of the ghost, if you will. Uh, but there's, uh, I'm sure there's more than one ghost involved. There has to be uh, a number of ghosts just to account for the great number of occurrences and the different variety of occurrences. We've got girls walking around the area at night, in and out through the gates, got the classic hitchhiking thing, the classic idea of the ghost getting into a car, and uh, much, much more. Dave, we will look forward to hearing you on Sunday morning. Dave, always great to be in. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks, buddy. All right, top stories from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom are coming up next on 720 WGN.